Okay, we are in Sefer Divrei Hayomim Aleph, Perek Tesvav, Pasuk Aleph, Vayaslo Batim Beir David. And if we were to subtitle Perek Tesvav, it would be Retrieval of the Aron HaKodesh, Take Two. Because we saw that the initial taking of the Aron was a disaster. It was a disaster partially because David had misinterpreted, as we're going to see, what the halacha is, the rule is, the Levium have to carry it on their shoulders. You do not specifically put it in a wagon, and they did. So what they did, David very cleverly stopped it right in the middle of it, saw what was happening, called it off, left it in the home of a man called Obed Adom in Kiryat Yerayim. And now three months have gone by and David has decided it is time to retrieve the Aron. What makes him so certain that this is a propitious time to retrieve the Aron? And you don't get this from Divrayomim unless you go to Shmuel. Shmuel Bey's Perik Vav, you don't understand what the reasoning is. Basically, the Medrash tells us that David had been told after three months that this man, Obed Edom, his house had recorded such blessing, such prosperity, that it was a simon that now was the time to retrieve the ark. What was the special nature of the blessing? The Medrash tells us that he had eight daughters-in-law and that all eight daughters-in-law carried in their pregnancy. They they were all pregnant at the same time, all with sextuplets, all to be born at the same time. That means 48 children at the same time, Kanehnahara. And so the question will be raised, but no, wait. This is in the sixth month of their pregnancy because they've got three months to go before it takes the Aaron. How do we know that they were all there at the beginning? In other words, why would you think that those embryos were all present six months before? And the Mephoshim tells a beautiful klal, a beautiful principle, that yesh mevorchin al ha'osid, that the Kaddish Baruch who sometimes, knowing as he does the future, gives you the blessing. So he knew at time of conception that this would occur, and that would be the blessing of Obed Adom, and it would be the signal to return the Aaron. And so David decides now is the time. So we begin with Pasuk Aleph, Vayaslo Batim Beir David. David makes houses in the city of David. Vayochen Makom Aaron Elohim, Vayetlo Ohel. And he makes a place for the Aaron of the, the Bris Kodesh. And Vayetlo Ohel, he casts a tent with a canvas type covering on top. Um, and then Azomar David. Now David forewarns them. He's not going to make that same mistake twice. Lo loses es Aaron Elohim ki im halviim. Nobody is to touch that 
Aaron HaKodesh unless they are Levian. Um, I, by the way, I should have pointed out Obed Edom, who he leaves the Aaron in his custody, is a Levite. So he knows that at least you've got the right people guarding it. Kibam Bachar Hashem, simple reason, the Kaddish Baruch Hu has chosen Levim, Lasesis Aaron Hashem, Ulashorso Adolam, to carry the ark and to minister to it for eternity. Just the Levim. Incidentally, there is a Machlokas Rambam and Ramban. Rambam says it should be, initially, it should be the Kohanim that carry it. The reason they didn't in the desert is B'nai Kohas is simply there weren't enough Kohanim. You just had Aaron and his sons. But it's really the Kohanim. If they're not around, you do the Levim. Rambam says no. Either one. It could be Kohanim and Levim. It's really the same. It's the same Shevet. In any way, now David once again determined to make this a day of national celebration, gathers all the people of Israel to Jerusalem, to bring that ark to the place which David has prepared for it. Now, after he gathers the Israelites, he gathers the Kohanim and Levim. Levnei Kohas, the children of Kohas, the Kohas are the ones who are going to carry, it's their duty to carry the Aaron on staves uh, on their shoulders. So Levnei Kohas, Uriel Hasar, Be'echav Me'ovi Esrim. Livnei Merari, that's Kos's brother. Asiya Hasar, Ba'achav Masayim Esrim, also one of the officers. Livnei Gershom, Yoel Hasar, Ba'achav Me'av Shloshim in number. Livnei Alsifon, Shemaya Hasar, Ba'achav Masayim, 200. Livnei Hebron, Eliel Hasar, Ba'achav Shmonim. Livnei Uziel, Amina Dov Hasar, Ba'achav Me'av Ushnayim Asar. So, there are six chieftains, 852 Kohanim. So now he turns to um, David to the Kohanim. Vayikra David let Sadok. Sadok is not yet the Kohen Gadol. Ulav Yasser, he is the Kohen Gadol. Ha Kohanim, Ulalavim. Uriel, Asya, Yoel, Shemayev, Aliel, Vaminadav, the heads of those families of the Levim, Vayomer Lahem, Atem, Roshe, Ha'avos, Levim, you are the heads of the families of the Levim, Hiskachu Atem, Hiskachu Atem means nothing but purify yourself, go to the mikvah, Va'achechem, Va'alisam, Es Aaron, Hashem, and you and your brethren will bring the Ark of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, okay, Yisrael, El Hachinosilo, to the place I have prepared for it. Ki lemi v'rashona lo atem paratz Hashem Eloheinu bonu ki lo darashnu kemishpat. Now going back to that first tragic incident of bringing the Aaron. Ki lemi v'rashona, from the beginning, lo atem, this wasn't your fault that the Kaddish Baruch Hu brought his anger on B'nai Israel. We did it. We didn't darshan it according to what the rules should be. We darshaned it wrong. What does that mean? Says the Nitziv, 
you could argue or you could say, yes, you must carry that um, ark on your shoulders when you are carrying it like B'nai Kahas when you're traveling in the desert. When other than B'nai Kahas is carrying it, you could possibly make an argument that yes, you could carry it other ways, maybe even with a wagon, maybe other people carrying it. I came to that conclusion, says the Nitziv, David was wrong. That rule pertains any time it is being carried, B'nai Kahas on their shoulders. And so, Darashnu Kilo Darashnu, we made the drusha wrongly. Continues, the Kohanim and Levim sanctify themselves, the Halos as Aaron Hashem Eloke Yisrael. They do it exactly on their shoulders, bamatos with these wooden poles, I lay them through it. It's done right this time. Now David is focused almost obsessively on the music that's going to accompany this procession. Get your brethren, the singers, with all the instruments of song, the violin, lyres, chinoros, harps, and mitzaltom, pamonim bells, mashmim, laharim kol besimcha, and prepare to raise your voice in great simcha. Vayamdu halviim es Haman ben Yoel umin echav asaf ben birchayu umin bnei Morori achem Eitzon ben Kushyahu. So these three we've met before: Haman, Asaf, and um, Eitzon. They are <coughs> the principal singers of the Levim. They are greatly beloved. They are folk heroes. Um, they are so remembered fondly that they are have their own Tehillim in David, like Mizmor La Asaf. Um, they also are in the first temple with Shlomo. And again, they are like national heroes in their greatness as singers. Get them. But Imahem, Achayim, and then get their companions in this singing group, Hamishnim, Zechariah, Ben Reyazel, Ushmiramas, Vayechiel, Vauni, Eliel, Vavano, Vaumasehu, Matashyahu, Vaelfeheu, Miknese, Vaoved Edom. This must be the same Oved Edom who had the um, Aaron at his home. Vayel Hashorim, and Yael of the gatekeepers. So we've learned the Levites are divided strictly into two groups, Meshorim singers and Hashorim gatekeepers. Here, there are no strict gatekeepers because the temple isn't built yet. So the gatekeepers are free to double as Meshorim, and that's what David wants. <coughs> he wants all available singers singing. 
Mamishorim, Haman, Asa, Eitan, the Mitzaltim, the Choshes, the Hashmiah. Their job is to play the brass, the symbols. Uzachari, Raziel, Shmiraso, Yechiel, the Uno, the Eyova, Maseu, Benyo, Benivolim, the symbols, Al Alamos, on Alamos. Umasyasahu, Velifenu, Miknehu, the Ovedom, the Eel, the Zario, the Kinoro, the harps, Alashminis, the Natseach, the eighth to play. Ukiniyo, Sarhavim, the Masa. Now, very important personage. Kiniyo, Sarhavim, the Rosh of the Levites, the Masa. The Masa literally means lifting the voice. He was like you would say, for want of a better term, the principal conductor, as well as the principal singer uh, of the Levites. Um, he is an expert on the conducting of the Levite music. No one knows it better than he does. On the Chatzos wrote the trumpets, this is the fourth time we've come up the name Oved Odom. They will guard the Aron, that Aron is to be guarded. Hayehid David v'zikney Yisrael v'shorei ha'afim the thousands of singers ha'hochim lahalos es Aaron bris Hashem min base over Edom b'simcha. Vayehib ezor Elohim es halviim nisiei Aaron bris Hashem vayizbuchu shiva parim v'shiva elim. At intervals, they would stop and they would sacrifice seven cows and seven oxen. This differs for some reason, and we're not sure why, from the order of the Karbonos at the time of the um, initial bring. No, I'm sorry, at the time it was brought in Shmuel. It was every few steps they would stop and bring one, not seven. Here they're bringing seven at greater intervals of length. And with David Markubal Bemeil Butz, he is wearing a plain woolen tunic, just like the Levites are wearing as Aaron, and Hananya, as we said, the conductor, that's what he's wearing. David, Bud, and David, it's a linen vest as well. Some say it had a hood. The idea, of course, is David is not wearing his royal robes. He's wearing the same garment that the Leviim are wearing, that plain linen tunic. Trumpets, bells, cymbals, and harps. Now, a couple of things. Why this emphasis on music? It's a tremendous emphasis, and the reason being that we say that the simcha of music brings the Ruach Hashem, that there is an integral tying in of music in the Kaddish world. We see it in the Simcha Sveis HaShoeva um, and other places where music is a very integral part uh, of the uh, Thing. Music, says the Mephorshim, connects to the Neshama, connects to the Ruach HaKodesh. 
And so therefore, you cannot overestimate the importance of music in terms of the spiritual growth, existence, and, and wealth of the Jewish people. And that's why David realizes it and is so focused on the music. Now, by he Aaron Bris Hashem David. So let's stop for a second and let me read into the record a story that appears in Shmuel that we've had before, but will not appear in this version, as we're going to see for obvious reasons. David brings back their dancing a frenzy. They are dancing every few steps. David is jumping and screaming and yelling in just sheer, unadulterated jubilation. Michal, as we're going to see, is watching from the window. So now David comes back to bless his house. This is Shmuel, not Dibre HaYomim. Vatetze Michal Bashaul across David. Michal comes out. Vatomer, and she says this very sarcastically. How much covered has the king of Israel brought himself that he's uncovered himself before the handmaidens, the servants of Adov, like one of the rakim, the boors. Uh, he's celebrating, his arms are exposed, his legs are exposed to the tunic. What glory he's brought to his kingship. What she's saying, and there's no question what she's saying, my father Shaul would have never behaved like this. Before the Kaddish Baruch who chose me, your father wasn't king. His kingdom was stripped. I replaced him. From all his house, I became the king. Yes, I pranced, I danced before the Kaddish Baruch And yes, I did it. I lowered myself and I was low in their, in their eyes, but I will continue. I will continue to do this because this is what my role is with the people. This is what I feel, etc. This is a terrible confrontation with Michal, and it concludes with Michal Bashaul Lo Hoyolo Yeled. She has no children after that. Now let's go to the version in Divrei Hayomim. Vayhi Aram Bris Hashem Bad Ha'ir, Dovri Michal Bashaul Nishkafa Bad Ha'chalon. She's watching from the window. Vatera Es Hamelach David Merakeid dancing Umesache. She has contempt for him in her heart, period. One sentence, no details of the confrontation, of the terrible punishment, of David's defiance of her, of David saying, your father isn't king anymore, I'm king. Just that one sentence. And Rashi explains it very logically. Uh, that... This is a busha to David, that she's talking to him like that. Isha, that his wife says that. And that you can't have in Dibre Hayamim anything that is negative or a busha to David. 
David, the purpose of Dibre Hayamim is building David up as the ideal king, theoretically without fault. And it's not, as we've said before, Dibre Hayamim isn't whitewashing or revisionism of David. They assume that you have read Shmuel and Malachim. You know what the story is, but they have chosen to delete it because, again, goal is David is the hero. David is going to lead us back to the days of glory, and we are not going to allow anything to interfere or taint David, whether it's Bathsheba, whether it's this incident with Michal. And so what happens with the Aaron now gets to Yerushalayim after the celebration will be the subject in Mirza Hashem tomorrow, 8.45 a.m., be there. You will not want to miss it. Ad Khan.